Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your bill's big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County? And welcome back for episode number 30. We've hit the big 3 0 of Delco Baseball. Now, my name is Brennan Ricciardi. I'm joined by Ben Thorpe. And Ben, what an exciting time in Delco Baseball right now. It's just a lot going We got playoffs, we got Little League, got MSBL. We got, uh, we got four college commits as well. Uh, but, but we're going to start off just in order. I think we've kind of hit our stride of we just start with the youngest age group and kind of just work, yeah, work, work our way up. Uh, until the Phillies at the end. So we're going to start off with Little League. We have the Media Little League 12-year-old team. They're 3-0 in the state tournament. They will be playing in the state championship Monday night against Newtown Edgemont against Westchester's Eastside Little League. Like, I swear, the second this bracket came out, I'm like, this is the matchup that people want to see. Kind of sad for all the teams from, like, the Pittsburgh area that drove here just for the team from Delco and team from Westchester to play each other, but it's okay. I mean, it's it would be even funnier if it was, like, a, a state championship in Pittsburgh where yeah, it was the Westchester yeah, yeah. and Delco kids, you know. It's like if Bonner and Strathaven had played in the state yeah, championship at Penn State, you know, when, when they could yeah, well, they could have just played here. But uh, media's in a great spot. Uh, they are 3-0 in the tournament, which means they have to be beaten twice in the championship against an Eastside team that's had to win some games to get to them. So you got to think that the pitching should be on their side here. But let's talk about how they got here. So their first game, they took down West Point Little League. That was 9-0. Uh, Austin Crowley pitched really well. He also hit a home run in that game. That was kind of like the tone setter where every other game that day was 3-1, 2-1, and 2-1. And they went out and they won 9 nothing. Yeah, and that was like even we were saying when we were talking to some of the people that had been there all day, they kind of said like media was pretty clearly the best team that they had seen. But yeah, no, that was a lot of close games, and then they just in the nightcap went out and killed them. Yeah, I mean, it was just you know, it was just a dominant performance, and that was kind of when you saw what the home field crowd was going to do because you had a team yeah. from Pittsburgh where you know they're not really going to get as many of their friends and families they would like. That's mm-hmm. a long drive, and people have to work, like whatever it may be. And then you got you know generations of media fans coming out in bunches. Yeah, that's, you know, that's not an easy uh, atmosphere to walk into. Did you see a? Uh, Shout out Sammy Berman, but he had the, the he was at the game with the old media. Jersey. Yep. I yep. No, it's cool because this is kind of reconnecting me with some old media people. Yeah, like yeah. I, they, you know, some old coaches I had, so like some dads I haven't seen in like ten years. Yeah, it's pretty you cool. know, uh, that have been following the Delco baseball stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, so let's see, they won that game nine nothing against West Point. They took on Back Mountain. I thought it was Black Mountain the first time reading Back Mountain Little League in Dallas area, which is like Scranton. See, they won that game. It was very close. It was 4-3, but that was one of those, like, we won, but at what cost? Because they went up 4-0, two home runs in the span of three batters because Austin Crowley hit a two-run shot, and then Nolan Granton hit a two-run shot. 
Last pitch of the game. What could have been the last pitch of the game. Chase D'Ambrosio threw a pitch and just immediately started walking off the field holding his arm. And that was one of those, like, uh-oh. Like, yeah, hold your breath. Yeah, like That's never good. And, and any sign when a pitcher throws a pitch and starts walking off the field, you're in trouble. Yeah, never. That's never a good thing. But that's, I mean, you know, good, good vibes out to him. Hopefully that gets better. Yeah, and, you know, it was... It was very bizarre because, you know, after the first game, which we did the interview for, you know, the vibes were great. Like, it was a very yeah, somber yeah, yeah. media dugout. And naturally, like, Chase is one of their guys. Mm-hmm. Like, more importantly than one of their teammates, he's one of their buddies. Like, it's, you know, anytime you, you see one of your best friends, like, go down like that and not be able to play, you know, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, they went out in their third game and they played with a purpose. They won 19-3. They hit six home runs. And four of those home runs were in one inning. Like, I am not sure I've ever seen a more dominant inning than eight runs and four home runs. Yeah, no, that's a pretty, I mean, especially as, like, from a pitcher standpoint, that's a pretty brutal one to go through. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've, I've experienced that. Have you life. let up four homers in an inning? Dude, I, well, so I wasn't a pitcher when I was, like, 11, 12. I had to, they threw me out against, oh. like, I got, I threw out, I went out there against, like, Aston Valley one day, and I think I gave up three in an inning. Oh. Like, it's not fun like feel for the kid that was i think it was a multiple they were feel for the kids that were like there for that but i mean on the other side though it's just like they're having fun man they're having fun uh so so this game they went up early because the bottom of their order was getting their job done and that's something that you know if you're going to go as far as you want to go especially without chase being able to play now Mm -hmm. being able to have the guys at the bottom of the order like cole carroll had a huge base hit I know that I think it was Patrick Dietrich and Charlie Hahn, like they either got like walked yeah. or hit by a pitch. Like, you know, they're those guys getting on base means that the meat of the order is able to drive them in. So when Nolan Gradden hit a grand slam, that kind of, you know, sent a message out there that, hey, like, you know, even yeah. though Chase isn't on the field, like, we're still a good baseball team. Oh, no, and that's a solid team month before. And like you said, at the bottom of the order, especially now since the Lily rules have changed where you have to bat your entire team, like, those guys that were kind of on the bench would get subbed in for an AB. Like it's even more important now. And Mita looks like they have like the guys to. Those guys are. Really yeah, and players. they also won the district without Chase because yeah. he was at the Springfield, um, the regional for for Cal Ripken, and I think I think Helberg might have been too. There was another guy on the team that that wasn't there. So like they've shown that like you know they have not lost a game this summer. It doesn't matter who's there. Mm-hmm. They're playing, you know, with a purpose right now and it was it was kind of adorable. They had next man up. Yeah, it was next man up and it was adorable cuz they had wrist tape that had CD8 like every uh, every really cool, yeah. every single player and every home run they hit they were pointed to it. So I honestly thought it was an ice in my veins type thing <laughs> like they were pointing and then after the game I realized they all had yeah, it yeah, written. Well, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's, that's like really that's cool. so wholesome yeah, yeah, yeah. now." Uh it's just like it's a team that was out there playing with a purpose. Like you know, you, you, there's two ways you can respond to having one of your guys go down. Is you can say, oh, well, we're not going to win this without Chase. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, all right, no, we're going to win this for Chase. And that's what they did. Yeah, definitely. That was, and, you know, hopefully they just keep it rolling. They got game tomorrow, win one, clinch championship. Did they, so if they lose tomorrow, which they won't, but uh, <laughs> if they do, like, would they play just later that night? So if they lose Monday night, they will play Tuesday night. Tuesday so this night. is being recorded Sunday night. So anytime we say tomorrow, we're talking Monday. Yeah, this yeah, this yeah, will be yeah. – uh, most likely, I like having it out, you know, as early Monday as possible. Mm-hmm. More importantly, to have it out, A, on the drive home from work or the drive to the game. Yeah. That will be the pregame show, metaphorical pregame show here. Uh, but in that game, so six home runs. It was two from Nolan Gratton. Nate Helberg hit his first two home runs of the tournament. Christian Nunez hit one off the batter's eye. 
Like they, you know, and and the thing was, most of them were line drives. Like yeah, they weren't just trying. They, they, they weren't just saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna go up there and hit a home run." Uh, we had a couple bat flips in there. I mean, Gratton's ball was not a line drive. That was a yeah, moonshot. That you know, Helberg had the nice little bat. Flip he Helberg Helberg took his time on that one, but Gratton's was like. He hit it. It went a mile in the air, and like I kept my camera on him, mm-hmm. just because the way I was angled, I think the fence was gonna cut it off, and then you know, oh, it just yeah. ended up working out like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team is so deep pitching wise. They're gonna have Crowley, and it brings an interesting question to the table because when you're in little league and you can go the route of, you know, we have a game to lose. Yeah. Like it's baseball. You don't want to take your chances all the time. But it's gonna be interesting to see if he pitches tomorrow night, or if they decide. We're going to let you throw your best at us. We're going to save him, and then we'll have him tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. if we need him. So I think it's safe to say Crowley or Nolan Gratton will start on the mound and uh, we'll yeah, go, go from there. But, you know, at this point, Eastside's got to be running out of arms as well. So, so it's either that or their guys are now replenished. But one, the, whoever started the first game yeah, might be. Yeah, might be around. Yeah. Uh, either way, so that'll be median Eastside. Eastside, unfortunately, the best uniforms without a doubt yeah, in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. They're basically – so they're navy blue as Gotta well, but – but they're like St. Louis Cardinals type uniforms where like the E and East side curls around the bat. It's very, very clean looking uniform. Uh, I believe I was told that Chase D'Ambrosio's cousin is on East side. So if they had faced each other, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his cool. name is. Cause the last name wasn't D'Ambrosio, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they're still going against each other. You know, bragging rights at Thanksgiving are uh, on yeah. the line in this game right here. Uh, we will be at this game. Uh, I would suggest getting there as early as possible for the 7 o'clock start because it's going to be packed. But I'm glad they moved it to 7 o'clock. It's going to be less hot. More people can get there after work. It's going to end early enough that even the people with little kids, like, you'll yeah, be out of there by 8.30 yeah, like, to 9. Uh, it just means more people can get there. But, you know, I like their chances. Uh, they're they're getting production up and down the lineup. I'm hoping, you know, after a, an, a huge offensive performance – there's two ways to go. You either keep that up or you use like the, oh, we used all of our runs, you know, yeah, in that yeah, last yeah, yeah. game. Uh, so just keep the approach. Know that, you know, you, you guys are talented enough. You don't have to swing for the fences to hit these home runs. And, you know, if they keep getting the, the production from the, the bottom of the order, and I don't think we've really talked enough about the fact that their defense is rock solid. Like, it's yeah, not just Crowley at short. The game I went to, they have one of the more impressive IOs I've ever seen from, like, a 12-new team. That was clean. Yeah. All right, well, we are going to do what we did last time here. We're going to go live, uh, metaphorically live, because this was a couple days ago, but we're going to play our post-game interview with the very entertaining Media 12s right here. Uh, so this was taken post-game right outside the snack bar in Newtown, Edgemont Little League. So let's hear what these media guys have to say after clinching their first trip to the state championship since 2009, before any of them were born. All right, we are here once again with the media Little League 12-year-old team advancing to the state championship for the first time since 2009. We got the whole crew here. We'll start with Austin Crowley. How are you guys feeling right now? I feel pretty good. Happy to advance once again. Stay undefeated. I mean, that's just a good team win. It's a 19-3 win. You guys had six homers. We had, let's see, two from Nolan Gratton, two from Nate Helberg, one from Christian Nunez, and one from yourself. For a team that you guys almost went the whole district tournament without any homers, where did this power surge come from? I, I've been, I feel like the home crowd. The home crowd gives us energy. Nolan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just haven't really been hitting too well, but then right, this game is like where we really showed that we can hit the ball with, for power as well. We don't just manufacture runs, but it feels really good. Winner's bracket, or uh, championship, state championship, feels real good. 
All right, Nolan, uh, last question for you here specifically. That Grand Slam kind of really put you guys like in control for the game. I'm not going to ask you if you knew it was gone because I already know that you knew it was gone, but how did it feel off the bat? Uh, it felt real, like I, you know, barrel and like just that's like one of my, that's my first Grand Slam and it just felt real good to, you know, get that out of the way. It just felt very good because that is almost what put us in control. Yeah, because yeah, that inning, you guys, you know, you were scoring a lot, but it was more like walks and errors. You guys, <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. Um, this kid doesn't know how to speak. I have no patience. What do you got to say? All right, so first, we're going to shout out Trevor. I mean, if he did not shut them out for three innings, who knows what would have happened? Who knows? That a boy, Trev. Trevor, you got anything to say about your performance here? Um, it, it felt uh, really good to really get on the mound and dominate. And... Um, yeah, it just felt really good, and especially in front of the home crowd. So for you guys to win the state championship, you'll be playing Monday night at, I believe, 5 o'clock. Monday night at 5 o'clock. What is going to need to happen for you guys to take home this win? Some bombs. Cool. Well, Bart, what do you think is going to happen? Nate has got something to say here. Like. we got to have some bombs. Some belly bombs. Some, some, bombs. Deep, some deep bombs. Some belly bombs. <laughs> uh, I think we just need to score a lot, and Austin's going to shut them down. So. Well, yeah, if we score more runs in that team, we're going to win. I think, um, I think, I think, Carl, I think I what think home runs come in clutch, but I think we also need to get some like real line drives, doubles in the gap. We can hit that celly, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So oh. I think we can get a balance of hitting home runs and also balancing it out with Manufacturing yeah, I mean, you guys, you know, the home run stole the show, but the bottom of the order, you know, really set the table for that whole inning here. Anyone from the bottom of the order have something to say about that? What do you got? And then, and then side by side of what, what, and then what it looks like. Except for Bird, Bird is just a menace. You're hiding him down there. So Bird's like that good that he just hits home runs. He doesn't even drive. Um, but the bottom <laughs> of the lineup, we just... <laughs> Did he pinpoint all four? I'm joking. We just try and uh, hit yeah. line drives, singles, doubles, etc. We just try to get on base. Don't try to do too bench. much, you know? Yeah. 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 And I feel like our defense has been strong, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I want to I want to shout out Nate Celeste. Um, his pickoff to second base. Oh, yeah, that was good. Back pick. That was good. You only messed it up once, but it was good. No, I didn't know. Yes, you did. You messed it up twice. No, because no, yeah. our coaches, we call it, and I couldn't hear it because, you know, our fans were just so electric. Yeah. All right, question here for Chase D'Ambrosio. Chase, what does it mean to see your guys be able to put this type of performance when you're not able to be out there? With the with the wrist tape with CD8 on. Oh, yeah. I have a new bubble. I love the choice. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking to someone who broke the record the day before their World Series last year, so I know how much this sucks. But just being here, supporting these guys, goes a long way. It's not fun. Uh, it's definitely not fun. No one pointing to his thumb braces if he didn't hit two home runs with it. Hey, he got cleared. Is he actually broken? Hey, no, no, no. It was it was broken. He got cleared. No, it's still broken. No more excuses. No more excuses. All right. Anything anyone has to get off their chest before we uh, wrap this up and get ready for the state championship? No. So all business. I, got, I got one more. Don't plug the YouTube. <laughs> that was me. Subscribe. I subscribed. I did subscribe. I saw the Al I saw Alec Bone wishing you guys. Oh yeah, Alec Bone. Yeah, that was. Just wishing And me, because you know, you know, the mates, you know, just wishing the mates. We did really good, I think. Our line drives are really hard, so. Um, I mean, you saw most of them were line drive hits. They weren't like all of our home runs aren't. Oh yeah. Oh, I said it was all coaching. 
Head coach Tom Bradley's yeah, got something. Where, where's assistant coach Tommy Bradley? Yeah, he's got, the, Tommy he's got the, uh, the entertaining quotes. Tommy. Well, actually, Tommy's a jobs not finished kind of guy, so. Yeah, no, we need his story. I think we can get Tommy on Monday. Yeah. Probably. Austin said he wanted to be just like Tommy Bradley, so. You gotta strive higher than Actually, that. Actually, I never said that, but you guys all said I said it. That no, you, Austin you put it in a time Tommy got a No, email. I didn't. They were joking about when it. When I grow up, I want to be like Austin Crowley. Just Me too, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we're already, about, we're already about the same height here, so. Yeah. I'll hopefully can strive to be higher. Austin Crowley had a good game. He has a home run every state scheme. He, had a, he didn't have two, though. I didn't have two. Didn't have two. I didn't, yeah. It's okay, though. Nolan Bradley had two. Nolan Bradley did have two home runs, and they were pretty cute. Shut up. I think we're taking up too much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you guys are, the more you guys talk, the less I have to, and the less work I have to do. I got one more shout-out. One last shout-out for Nate Celestia. What do you got? All right, so. I feel like we're giving no credit to AJ Domenico. Where is he? Where is he? Just where is it? Where is AJ? There he is. There he is. AJ. AJ. Come here. Come here. Come here. We got a late edition here from AJ Dominico. What do you have to say to uh, all of our lovely fans out here? Let's go, media. That's a team guy. That's a team guy right there. I'm kidding. You did great. Not everyone's 25. All right, ladies and gentlemen, media okay. League looking Shout to win the first Blake. 12 year old state championship since 1957. That's a long time. That's a long time. Shout out Bo Lake for coming to Wait, did they win? Shot yeah. up. Did they win? They won. Yeah. That was the last time. They lost in 2009 when I was just like a little bit younger than you guys. But yeah. It's time to bring it home. All right, boys. Good luck, fellas. Go, go. All right, that right there is an entertaining group of guys who are, you know, equally focused on getting the job done as they are on just enjoying the moment. Like, you're playing in the state playoffs in Delco with all your friends and family, with the team that you've been playing with forever. You know, at some point, like there, it, it's nice to have the balance between we're here, we're focused to win, and also like take a look around. You know. Yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, I feel like it's a lot easier to do that kind of around at home too. So it's it's a great. It's got to be just a great atmosphere to be. All right, once again, seven o'clock, Newtown Edgemont Little League will be the site for this game here. If they lose, bracket, I think still technically says five. I'd imagine it'll be seven o'clock again on Tuesday night. Trip to Bristol, Connecticut on the line. That would start on Sunday. Uh, and a quick shout-out to Tommy Bradley. I know they talked about him a little bit in the interview, but Tommy Bradley put his heart and soul into this team. He's an assistant mm-hmm. coach for this team. He played for Bonner. He's a catcher for Wayne. So he's missing out on the Delta League playoffs to be here. I know he wouldn't have it any other way. But, so Wayne doesn't have yeah, catcher. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep rooting for him all the way to Williamsport, but I do miss, oh, yeah. do miss having my catcher here. Um, but yeah, no, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun for all of us to be able to, to see this here and hopefully they can wrap this thing up. We'll get a nice interview for our Delco stakes player of the game and, uh, we'll take a quick trip to Bristol. So we just brought it up shortly there, but now seems like a good time to, uh, to really explain it. So we have a new partnership with Delco stakes. We're going to be doing a Delco stakes player of the game where the winner will get a free Delco stake, a free Delco baseball now t-shirt. Uh, and an interview that'll be on our social medias and, and the show. And Ben, I think this is a perfect matchup. These guys make the best cheesesteaks in town. Uh, and, you know, they clearly have shown, you know, an interest in the local sports around here, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a perfect match. It's great cheesesteaks, great baseball, you know. What else do you really need? Yeah, great content. Yeah. Oh, man. Let me get uh, Cooper Sharp fried onions. And, you know, the seeded roll is really what does it for me with Delco Steaks. That's a big, like, upgrade. The cedar rolls quality. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, these guys do it well. Uh, you know, they got the Broomall location. They got Ridley. I know they were in the Wells Fargo Center the last time I was there. I'm not, I honestly don't know if they still are. It's they been were a while. No. They were over. No, yeah, they did have the setup over there, there, a new town Edgemont. Uh, so that seems convenient for us yeah. to be able to, to get yeah, a cheesesteak. Steak and we'll go see Ooh, the man. baseball. Yeah. Go out now. Yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be uh, good to spread awareness to, you know, the media kids, to the Delco League. Um, you know, if we can make it to any Broomall, Newtown, Babe Ruth games at some point. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I appreciate, you know, James Santor, our, our guy from uh, yeah, shout from 3-2 Strategies for uh, helping us get, you know, this, this deal done. We're looking forward to working with them and, uh, you know, bringing more cheesesteaks to the, the great people of Delaware County. More cheesesteaks is always a good thing, especially more Delco steaks. You can't beat their meat. Nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. We got, as, as we mentioned a little earlier, we have four college commits from Delaware County. So we're going to start off, uh, we're going to go with just the most recent because it was today, which is Harry Carr. He is the Bonner shortstop and pitcher. He'll be heading to Butler University in Indiana. Always a sneaky March Madness pick. In your, in your brackets uh, with Gordon Hayward. But Harry's a guy that he, he did really well on the mound. He's an athletic shortstop. He's got a good bat. And uh, it seems like he had a good summer with that Bell Ringers team. Yeah, that was – I mean, I'm sure you saw the video that play made at shortstop. Just insane arm strength it looked like. But, yeah, he's – I mean, we saw him in the high school season. We've seen a lot from the Bell Ringers about him this summer. Very good player. And, I mean, that's an awesome commitment. Yeah, I mean, he was a, a core member of that team. You know, and now he joins uh, guest of the show, and and uh, the later segments of this Jackson Keogh is uh, Division One in, infielders for this Bonner team, and I mean I I think the kid's super talented. I think he's a gamer. Like he did really well in the playoffs for them as as well, and uh, excited to see what Bonner's got for this year. And we also got one of his Bell Ringers teammates, as Jake Friel from Conestoga. He'll be headed to Sacred Heart. You know, there's always space for a wonky throw and lefty starter. Yeah, always. So I saw a video of him too. That does not look fun to hit, especially no. if you're a lefty. Like that just has to be. Uh, that looks brutal. Like especially if it, was, it looked like it was like mid eighties. Like, nah, that does not look fun. Yeah, it's like when uh, when Bryce Harper just like froze in the batter's yeah, box facing that guy. And yeah, and he was just like, like he's like, oh, I'm just gonna like you know, just my controller died. Like I'm just gonna sit there and see what happens. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to see the amount of D1 talent we have you know, coming yeah, in right now. We also have uh, Connor Scanlon from the Haverford School. He'll be heading to Fairfield in Connecticut. Uh, I, I think that's the conference. It's like the MAC, like M-A-A-C, yeah, Metro Atlantic, because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, my, my cousin Sean played for Monmouth, and they used to play Fairfield. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, yeah, two years ago, they went like 40-something and single digits. Like They, they, they were in the, the regional in 2020 in 2022 or 2021 I think and they just crushed every team in that mm-hmm. conference so I mean it seems like a good spot you know he's a guy that I, I would imagine is gonna want to hopefully compete for playing time right away and it seems like you know school will give him a shot uh, I don't know what his position will end up being I know he's a shortstop right now but I mean every infielder is that's the best infielder on our team will be the shortstop naturally yeah. um, but either way man like that's a you know that's a good stretch 3d1 commits I think if I'm not mistaken, they all play bell ringers. I don't know if they're all on the same exact team. They have a couple different ones. Yeah, yeah, that's. I don't know exactly how that works. Good. Bell ringers just pumping. Yeah, out. good D1 week for the bell ringers. Apparently, we also have and uh, shout out to Wayne infielder Drew Van Horn uh, who played at Garden Valley for this one. Eddie Swerdinevich, uh, he's going to DeSales. We got a couple DeSales guys. We got Mike Happerset and Jeremy Stranix from Ridley. Frank Barati as well, uh, Upper Darby guy, O'Hara kid. 
O'Hara. I didn't know he went yeah, to O'Hara. So. And also uh, the absolute boy, Brandon DiCaccio. Yes, uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, um, but I hope he's, hope he's doing well after the accident. And uh, he was a DeSales infielder. Great. Great second baseman for the Springfield Colonials for he was, us. He was, our, he was our yeah. shortstop in high school. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He robbed me. I mean, I, there's actually a picture of me, uh, Drew Robinson, old, old, you know, Delco baseball uh, podcast host, grounded to a double play, and the paper picture of me sliding into second <laughs> with John just like throwing the ball. I'm like, wow, that's that's a tough, that's a tough feature. Uh, but he'll be heading to DeSales. Uh, the only thing I really know about Eddie is that his last name is just a pain to to try and pronounce. That's a lot of letters and. I don't, know. I don't know if they're all necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do know here is that uh, any last name starting with a C and then a W is tough. And ending in a C and a Z. Is yeah. Just yeah. Swardenevich. Uh, I was going Zwernowitz, but what was yours? You was, thought the I, was, I thought the W's were kind of like the German. You thought the C was the silent. W. Yeah, I was going. I was going silent C. Vernovitz. Yeah. That was. That, I saw that. It was a silent C if I've ever seen one. It was not, but it's okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, shout out to our commits. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on. Yeah, congrats, guys. First off, congrats. Uh, second off, we would love to have you on the show once things kind of cool down, you know, with the Delco League and Little League, just because, you know, we, we, we can't be doing like six interviews a, yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were thinking, because like, we want to keep this going around year round. It might be a little less frequent, but until the Phillies are done playing, which at this rate might not even be in October, uh, based off how. <laughs> yeah, they might do what they did every other year, but just. You know, we want to have guys on. We want to find ways to keep everyone entertained throughout the year because we know, just like us, there are people that all they think about is baseball 24-7. So we're going to move on to uh, the MSBL here yes, where Ben's top lumber expos have dethroned the three-time reigning champ uh, Glenn Mills race. So, Ben, talk us through what happened in this series. You guys are going to the finals. Uh, yeah, I mean, really just – uh, I guess Saturday, 1-3-1, one, one, a lot of good pitching. Uh, my guy Noah started. I threw the next cup two, and then uh, Nick Knowles, Jexel Hill guy, finished it out. We finished out the game of the day. Uh, and then what, your boy Kalen started today, actually. Oh, did he? Yeah. I haven't talked to him yet. But that was, yeah, so it was 3-1 uh, on Saturday. You know, just a good pitching thing. And then I think it was 11-6 today. Just really swung the bat pretty well. Got my guy over here, my roommate, Tom Armstrong. His double. arms are pretty strong. He's pimped wearing a cutoff right now. His oh, arms yeah. are pretty strong. He pimped two doubles? Is that what I heard? It was, it was a fly out and a double <laughs> off the wall. It's, so, like I said... Care, if you care to have any input here. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I pured both baseballs. Um, it's the wind's fault. They were missiles. They were the, missiles. the wind was blowing straight in from left center. I've hit the one 375 to the fence. Um, it's it like blew, blew straight yeah. in. That's tough. The yeah. other one, um, I, didn't, I didn't get all of it, but I thought I got enough of it. And worst case scenario, I thought I got an RBI double. So that's why I picked that one. But the other one, I thought I got all of it. Well, as I said after the media game, it's only embarrassing if you're standing on first exactly. base. Exactly. Like, exactly. be honest, you weren't getting a triple. So a double, <laughs> double's fine. A double's fine here. They don't call um, me legs strong. They call me arms that's a good that was, get that written on a pillow. That was a good one there. Yeah. All right. So the Expos are moving on to the finals to take on. Is it just the Colts? Yeah, or? the Colts or something. I, I don't know the, the exact. They're in there is the Colts. It's like kind of the exact town. But that should be should be a good finals. I know we we've been uh, dealing with a lot of just like a lot of people have been questioning our playoff eligibility, and it's been uh, shout out to our coach Kareem who's had to deal with all of that. Like it's just been a tough grind like we have to be fair we are all eligible like this is we're good people are just like giving us a hard time about it so 
It felt good to sweep two of the teams that have been getting giving us a hard time. The Col- Colts been cool about it, so like they're probably by far the best team. So it should be best on best. It should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, to just shout out to all all the dudes on that team. Like they've been killing it. So talk about the difference between MSBL and Delco League, because I don't know much about MSBL. So like, how do you compare? Like, what's the vibes? Like, why do people play? Um, so MSBL is a bit. So it's it's a bit for like the older. So it's it's um, twenty. So it's it's said as twenty five plus. It's really like twenty three plus to play a position. Twenty five plus to pitch. So it's for guys a bit older. Where like, I mean, honestly, the Delco League is a very heavy college league at this point. So you know, you get guys that are out of school. You know, you know, you work. You have families. Like whatever. You can't really like train and go and do all that stuff you do when you're in college. So like. It's a little bit, it's definitely a bit, like, toned down in terms of, like, talent, pace, like, everything. Like, there's guys who can still, like, flat-out play. But it's definitely, like, just a bit slower, like, a bit more, just a bit easier for, like, someone who's a bit older, like, has um, a little bit less time on their hands to, like, go and do baseball. So it's, but it's a fun, like, anyone uh, anyone playing in Delta League that's turning 25 soon, Come on over to the Expos. I think they should have the winner of the Edco League play the winner of the MSBL League. That would be a really good because like, I, the Delco League winner is going to crush either. Oh of those. yeah, yeah, easily. But that's like that would be because I've I've gone and seen you guys, but I think it would be a fairly like you guys might have us on pitching a bit. Uh, actually, I don't know. Well, you guys might have well not us. There's still two teams you have to play, but like both those teams, you might have on pitching just a bit. But like you got some bats. Yeah, we got yeah. some like both teams have some bats. Like uh, I think it would be it would be a pretty interesting series if, if those two teams played. We'll have to make it happen. We'll uh, we'll sponsor it for uh, Delco Baseball now. But we'll have more updates on that. I believe the championship series is next weekend, next Saturday and Sunday. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. So well, I guess this upcoming Saturday. And Sunday. Yeah, yeah. This this upcoming. So it'll be August like fifth and sixth. I believe yeah. that is. Uh, we're gonna move on to the Delco League playoffs here because we got two good interviews here coming up. So we're going to do our own little previews of the games before we like introduce our guest on. Our guests are going to be, for Aston Valley, it's going to be Josh Lewis, and for Drexel Hill, it's Jackson Kehoe. So we will start off with Drexel Hill, because that's our first interview here. So they took down Chester two games to none. Drexel Hill was the three seed, Chester was the six seed. Uh, Mark Quatrani and Dylan Pesenceg both homered in game one. Uh, and then in game two, Jackson Keogh hit a game-winning home run in extras in the top of the eighth to win that game. So, I mean, I, I, we both predicted Drexel Hill. I think the series pretty much went as I was thinking it would. Yeah, about right. I think... I mean, like, they didn't embarrass them, but they no, beat them. No, no. You know? That was... I think it was... They beat, uh, game two was a little bit closer. I, I thought it would be not embarrassing, but convincing. I mean, they still... Eight, eight I, to I one the first yeah, game. Yeah, eight and, to one. Uh, I think five to four the second game. Yeah, so that's... And that was definitely kind of how I saw it going. I think that was how you saw it going, too. Yeah. We had good pitching performances from Brian Dino in Game 1, uh, Brian Henry in Game 2. Had some good pitching from, I believe, Jackson Keogh pitched, Colin Simmons. Uh, our boy James Santor yes, pitched sir. in both games. Uh, Shout-out, James, for all of the behind-the-scenes help that he's had with Delco Baseball now with getting advertisements and just kind of helping us turn this from this is our hobby to like something that we want to you know take a little more, more seriously in terms mm. of, you know, for our futures, but uh, the Ducks won this series. They will be taking on Ben's Upper Derby Blue Sox in the semifinals here. Switch to the other side of the bracket. Aston Valley shut down the Marple Newtown offense. They let up a total of two hits in two games. Yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, especially with you being Wayne, that's got to be a little bit of like a 
concerning thing, seeing like how good that pitching was, especially. I mean, we've talked about it, and you'll say it in the interview how how it went a couple of years ago when Aston just came out with all those pitchers and just like kind of shut it down, and that's how they advanced to the finals. Um, you know, different crew, but like it, it could be a little bit of that. Just I mean, they're such a strong pitching team. Yeah, there's different ways to try and approach facing a Wayne team that's had, I mean, just bluntly a historic season pitching wise. I yeah, mean, 31 earned runs in 28 games is almost impossible, and to you know to combat that there's two routes that people can go and one is to build an absolute juggernaut of an offense which is kind of like it's like the Drexel Hill with Drexel Hill <laughs> and then you know not saying anything bad about Drexel Hill's pitching no, but no. like their strength very good, their pitching is good yeah, but their strength is obviously yeah. their lineup and or you could go the route that Aston Valley's you know going where once again not a bad lineup but they're led by their pitching and yeah, you know so we're going to you know, as a Wayne team, like we're just gonna need to be able to. I mean, it sounds cliche, but like we just have to be clutch, like get the big hits. Like we're, you know, all season, like we haven't really won that many blowouts. Like of course we had our share. It's a twenty-eight game season, yeah, and whatnot. I mean, for a team that lost one game, like you know, there's a lot. But like mm-hmm. there were a lot of games where you know we just kind of let it. We let we let teams hang around for too long. You leave them around in this game for too long, and then they're gonna, you yeah. know, they're gonna. They're gonna make it make you pay for it. Yeah, that should be. I mean, it should be a very interesting, especially like I think for you guys, like which is how good your pitching is. There's probably a little bit of like a uh, comfort in knowing that you don't, especially like offensively, you don't need to push too hard to get runs because like you might you might not need. I mean, not to say like you guys are gonna absolutely shut them down, but like historically, you guys have not needed that many runs this year. See, and that's where it actually starts to become almost like a paradox where it's like knowing that you don't need to score runs sometimes takes yeah, it, 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 some, it sometimes yeah, takes the urgency you, away. Like you see uh I remember it was like one year for Cole Hamels. He just got absolutely no run support ever even though he's yeah. doing well. So sometimes there's I feel like at times almost a lack of urgency where it's like oh like we're going to be in this game no matter mm-hmm. what. Like our bats can, you know, like they can wake up you know, later in the game, it will be fine. But like going into a game with that mentality, like we got to start scoring earlier in games. Yeah, it's just like putting teams away instead of letting them hang around. But uh, so we, you know, we're, we weren't really sure what to do with predictions because, you know, both of our teams are playing in the series. But I think I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm going to say that yours goes five because I do think it's a really good matchup. Uh, we'll break them down uh, a little bit more here. But I think that, you know, the Johnny Gonzalez is really like the difference maker in any series because he could pitch basically anytime he wants. He's like he might have three games in him. Like that's and that's something that really, especially when you're trying to manage your pitching, like knowing you just have a dude that's gonna be like game like one, four and honestly probably five if you need it. Like it's it's just makes things a lot easier. Like realistically, win or lose tomorrow, Johnny's probably going seven. Yeah. You know, like he he always just likes to have his own game. So you'd think that you could get him Monday you know, Thursday, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. It would be Monday, Friday, or, most likely. Uh, probably mon- Monday, Friday, and if you need Saturday, me, yeah, maybe. yeah. Whatever it may be, uh, you know, just having a guy who's 50 years old, being able to do that is a cheat code. And James and I were talking about this. I think we find a way to get an award after him. Oh, maybe. Yeah, Could be playoff MVP, because as of right now, that, it's, you know, it's the Charlie Crest Trophy. But having, like, the Johnny Gonzalez, like, playoff most valuable player, I think would be really cool. Did you skip to like whoever throws the most innings in a year? <laughs> Johnny Gonzalez. The endurance. How many? 
whoever smokes the most cigs in, <laughs> in, in, outside the dugout. Uh, Combination in of innings and cigs. That's yeah. Be... It's like a formula. It's like war. It's like say <laughs> innings plus cigs. Really coming yeah. up. Like plus just selling crazy. Earned man. runs. Oh, man. The Johnny That'd Gonzalez. Be good. Yeah. All right, so in a little bit, we're going to welcome our guests on to talk about these series. But since when these guys are on, we're talking mostly about their teams. We're going to talk about our teams more specifically. So we'll start with you, Ben. Going against this Drexel Hill team, who are some people that the Delco baseball community should watch out for on the Blue Sox? So I would say, so for one, I, we'll start on the pitching side because that's kind of what I'm a little bit more familiar with. I know we talk about Johnny a lot. We have some really good arms as well that are going to be able to go and do – if hopefully just as well. Um, I know Frank Parati has been probably you know like one A like him and John Johnny pitching wise. He's not going to be here this week. Uh, unfortunately, as a his little vacation, you know, gotta go. It's, it's life. It's, yeah, it's he just life. Got, you it know, it's like, like it was very fun. At the so, at, like, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, like yeah, you know, life, we love like, this league, but like sometimes life, you know, yeah, it's like, like go like go. It's, a, it's immensely right. Yeah, like we yeah. love it, but like sometimes like you got things you have to do. Yeah. So we got, we got Johnny Fitzpatrick, Westchester guy. He's been great. Um, a couple other guys, uh, Mike Hooker. He's a Ridley and DeSales guy. Forgot to mention him with the sales commit, but yeah, uh, he's been throwing well for us. Bailey Schindel's been throwing well for us. Um, Leon Finney should be around. He's he's thrown very well for us as well. And then I mean, I guess you can count me in there. I, I, yeah, I'll probably throw Ben's it Ben's a good pitcher. I'm not going to talk myself. Yeah, up, but like, yeah. I'll probably throw at some point. Like, so. it's all hands on deck in a five game yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, definitely you know? is. And uh, especially like facing the offense like that. Like you know, like and then kind of on the other side. I mean, we have we have some bats that are, we're going to be able to swing yeah. a little bit. You know, Andrew Yates has been hitting incredible this year. Adam Fine, I feel like we've talked about a bunch where he just rakes um, and steals bases at will. Uh, Christian Strickland been hitting great this year, like over four hundred. Also catches still. like every single yeah, game. Dude, it's absurd. He's like an Iron Man. It's, it's, it's like, like JT Real Muto. Like if yeah. you're a backup catcher, like you don't do much. Get him some saves. He'll become like a Johnny yeah. Gonzalez catcher. I mean, you pretty much just like every once in a while it'll be like Max go catch. Yeah, and then, like, you know. like a double header. Like yeah, yeah, Max yeah. Go catch. Um, but then, I mean, really through that, uh, Steve Tyson's been hitting well for us. Joey Supa. It's the same guys as always. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Like, it's kind of that, that was a core that we put together a couple of years ago, and they've stuck and done really well. I know, like, you know, we talked about Sammy Berman's been doing Like, he's been doing well. It's just a lot of guys. And, again, it's going to be all hands on deck on offense. It's going to be kind of a – I feel like it's a very one – of, one of our strengths is I feel like we're a very complete team. Like, we – we run well, fuel well, pitch well, hit well. And I think that's going to yeah. be like we can beat you in any way. Yeah, for anyone listening that didn't know, I actually played for this Upper Derby team in 2021. And the thing I remember most is that team's infield defense was incredible. Yeah. And it seems like it's basically the same combination of guys. You know, I mean, Pretty Max much. is still in there. Super's still in there. Steve's still in there. Uh, is Matt Queer still on the squad? Oh, yeah. Matt's yeah. still there. Yeah. He's killing us. Still, still great. Like, he's playing shortstop for us. Been doing well. And then we got... Uh, Josh Hankins is no longer he's, he's going but Jason out Hankins is yeah, on the Jason's squad, right? Yeah, now. yeah. He's doing great too. So that's four thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was those were Josh's number. Oh, um, yeah, Josh no, he's still he's still playing well he's out, too. Shout out to him though. Gonzaga, 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 yeah. Another sneaky March yeah. Madness pick. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk about this matchup here with Jackson Kehoe. So we're gonna bring him on to talk about how his team took down Chester and also a look ahead at this matchup. All right, we are now joined by Drexel Hill Ducks third baseman and pitcher Jackson Kehoe from Monsignor Bonner. Jackson, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. 
I appreciate you coming on. Uh, ben and I were, were just talking about this. I think Drexel Hill Ducks might be the best team name in the league now that you guys made the switch. Uh, yeah, definitely. Best uniforms, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, ever since he went from Narberth, uh, the Mudcats jerseys to these, he actually got real jerseys this time instead of having the T-shirt ones. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool that, A, you guys get to play, you know, at Bonner now, but you get to have the Bonner colors as well. You know, especially playing with D-Bar, it's got to feel like at home, right? Yes, it feels exactly at home, just like it was in high school. That's awesome. All right, let's talk about this game here. So you guys took down Chester. You won both games of that series. Your game-winning home run and extra innings on Saturday afternoon sent you guys to the semifinals. So what did that moment mean for you? How, how cool was that? It meant a lot. The Chester... Going in, it wasn't going to be easy, obviously, even though they were one of the lower seeds and they had to play two uh, playing games. But they came out with more energy than we did in the first couple innings. And then we had to change pitching because Brian Henry, he pitched really well, but his allergies and asthma started kicking in, so he had to come out of the game early and I had to go in to pitch, which wasn't really what we planned on doing because I don't normally – go in that situation I normally just close the game so we went into that I shut down them shut them down in the fourth inning but then started getting really tired my arm started bothering me and they scored two to tie it up and then we put in James Santor he closed the game after I hit that home run and it just meant a lot it felt like going at going into that game after winning that first one eight to one it was just a, a louder meeting and bigger meeting after what Chester said to me in the first game. Is that what they said to you? Yeah, what they said to you in the first game? Uh, I can't say it on here, but... Uh, <laughs> right. Good to know. So, you were, you had a chip on the shoulder? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, well, especially, you know, it's got to feel cool, especially being a younger guy. Like, this is your first full year in the league, right? Yes. So, like, being able to do that, you know, especially at such a young age, uh, is really impressive. And we're talking about how young this Ducks team is as a whole. Like, it feels like, you know, there aren't many teams that have as much fun playing with you guys. Like, how is it that you guys are able to mesh so well? Uh, I mean, it's a bunch of guys from the Bonner area, kind of. There's a lot of guys that came from Bonner that are now on the team. We don't really have anyone outside of, the team that didn't go to Bonner or that's in Bonner right now. So it's just like we're all combined and have the same mentality as each other to just go win a championship. All right, so I got a question here. So we're going to be – I play for Upper Dog. We're going to be playing you guys next uh, next round. You guys are a relatively younger team. Um, you're going to be going up against one of the older guys in the league that kind of has stuck around <laughs> forever and Johnny Gonzalez, you know. Have you guys like talked about that at all? Like, what, what kind of do you guys like feel ready for that? What you know, do you guys have any kind of strategy going into that? Well, I mean, we've uh, we talked about it a little bit after the Chester game that Frankie Parati, he's from Ridley. I've known him for a long time. He pitched against us. He shut us down. I think three times actually. It was either twice or three times. Those spur- the one game that I was there, we had we got one hit. He threw a one hitter in all seven innings. And then we just have to play clean defense to beat you guys. Other than that, if we don't do that, it's not going to be really good on our side. That's fair. 
So can you talk about, uh, for anybody listening that might not know about this Ducks lineup, in my opinion, on, on paper, probably the deepest lineup yeah, in the league. Like, can you just talk about who some of your guys have been this year? Like, who's been, you know, helping you guys get to where you are now? Uh, Tim Dickinson, he's going to St. Joe's. He's been in the two-hole, and he's been leading off when I haven't been there. He's been a really big help to this lineup. Uh, Chris Salvi, he's been batting three. He's been a really, really big help to the lineup. And then Pat Toll and Mark Atrani. Pat has been with – he played on Narberth Mudcats when they were Narberth. And then Mark is – I think it's his first time in the league playing for the Delta Ducks. He's been outstanding. He's, he has a couple bombs this year. And then, obviously, he played really well during high school season. And so you guys have been playing a lot with – I know a lot of guys on the Narberth – not Narberth, uh, Drexel Hill team now have been uh, kind of coaches at Bonner. What's it like having – having gone from them, like Salvi and uh, D-Bar, like as your coach in high school to now kind of being more of like a teammate type thing? It hasn't really changed in my mind. I still see them as coaches, even though they're my – Salvi's one of my teammates. And then Coach uh, Steve, he's there. Not really coaching, but he's there because he's not the head coach anymore. His Coach Joe, D-Bar is the head coach now. But I still see Coach Salvi as coaches. I still listen to him and take – in their word, no matter if they're wearing the same jersey and playing on the field as me or in the dugout coaching me. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. And it's cool in this league, you know, Upper Darby's head coach, Tom Carey's in this league as well. So, like, seeing guys, like, all year that you're, you know, either coaching with or, like, coaching against, like, you know, going up, and now you're on the same field as them. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and you know, how are you enjoying this first year in the Delco League? Like, you know, it's, I'm sure it's something that since Tyler's been in the league, like, you've been following it. Like, how cool is it to be able to actually be able to play in it now? It feels amazing. I've always been around it since my older brother Tyler's been playing in it since he was younger. Now, obviously, he's older and in college, but I've always wanted to play in it ever since I was younger and started seeing him playing it and saw the competition. It's such a cool league, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like being able to play with like generations of, of different Bonner guys and even playing against them. Like We have you know Tommy Bradley, uh, old Bonner guys on our team as well. Uh, and it's it's especially weird. Like you see a lot of your guys are either Malvern or Haverford school. So you got guys that were like heated rivals like a month ago now teaming up to try and win together. Yes, I mean it's it's really cool. Even though they were they played in the interact and Malvern, we play every year and play the Haverford school every year. We outside of that, we're always like connected and talking and. It's not really a rival outside of, obviously, them wearing Malvern or Hartford and us wearing Bonner. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about this series here. So you guys will be taking on Upper Darby. Uh, this is a team, you know, Ben, we played them in the finals last year. They won the finals in 2021. Uh, and I think it's pretty cool that, you know, especially Drexel Hill and Upper Darby are right next to each yeah. other uh, in terms of location. So what do you think you guys are going to have to do to be able to get, uh, to, get to the, the finals here? We're going to have to pitch really, really well. They can swing it a little bit, so we're going to have to pitch really well. And then obviously they have the pitching to do it. So we're going to have to have timely hitting and get a lot of runners on base to score. And then in the field, just play a clean game of baseball, no errors, and don't make dumb mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that, you know, all year, in my opinion, you know, there's been that very clear top three of us, Wayne, you know, Drexel Hill and Upper Darby. And that was why getting the one seed was such a big deal for us, because we wanted to make sure that we didn't have to play uh, play you guys, Jackson, in the second round here. 
But man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think the best four I, teams I are here. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything? Uh, anything you want to get off your chest while you're here? No, I'm. I mean, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you yeah, taking appreciate the time. You Come on, maybe. Uh, maybe you'll be one of our Delco Stakes player of the games this week. Get a free cheesesteak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thank you for taking the time, and uh, this will most likely be out uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, we'll get it out before the series, and uh, good luck. Maybe we'll be seeing the final. Sorry, Ben. We'll, we'll never know. Um, but yeah, thank you. All right, thank you to Jackson Kehoe for joining the show here. You know, we enjoyed watching him play during the uh, the Bonner run. He had some big moments Definitely. for them, both on the mountain and at the plate, uh, and seeing him out here, you know, once again. Once again, man, a high school kid, like, coming in and, and having a game-winning home run and, you know, extra innings is huge. Like, there's some people that will play in the Delco League for a decade and never be able to say that mm-hmm. they hit a go-ahead homer in the playoffs, you know. So to be able to do that at such a young age is super impressive. All right, let's move on here to the Aston and Wayne preview here. So, as mentioned, when we have Josh Lillis on, who threw game one for them, uh, we're going to talk more about the Aston teams. We'll talk a little bit about the Wayne team. And, I mean, you can just read every single pitcher's numbers and almost be in shock, which is how talented this roster has been. So, uh, our number one, Cam Mathis, has been awesome. 38 strikeouts to four walks. He's got a .56 ERA. He's the reigning, you know, player, uh, excuse me, finals MVP, because last year he got the win in three of our five games, which is silly. Uh, He's a stud. He throws fastballs probably like somewhere between 90 and 92, but his power slider is what makes you look stupid. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like a lot of guys, there's a lot more of a difference velo-wise from their off-speed to the fastball. His fastball, or his his slider is just sharp. And that that thing's like a... I don't know what's the uh, what's the pitching names are called. The USL? Sweeper. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. flying saucer. I would see sweeper. I'm just kind of happy I've never had to face that. Yeah, uh, I'm one for two off him, and hopefully I'll never have to nice. face. Hopefully I'll never have to face him again. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty cool. And on five hundred. Yeah, but uh, so Luke Zimmerman is going to be our number two. He currently uh, pitches and plays the field for St. Joe's. He's been hitting well too, but he's got an ERA of one. I'm I'm thinking our game three starter, and once again, it's baseball. Like if a series goes the way that you know, yeah, you never you know. Really like, know what's gonna uh, but Mike Mike Valente, uh, another Strathaven guy from Cal U, has been unbelievable. His fastballs up to ninety as well. You know, he's someone that you look at him walking down the street, and like you know, he's not the biggest kid out there. Like no, I wouldn't no, call no. him like skinny, but like he's, he's you know, baller, yeah, no, he he's pretty uh, you know on the lankier side, and he throws gas. And we have. More Strathaven grads, man. Alex Pock, we spent all year covering him for Strathaven's run. All of a sudden, he's in the same dugout as me, yeah, which is pretty cool. funny because it's like most of the time I'd met him before, I'm like interviewing him. Yeah, and now it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, like we're on the same team. <laughs> you know, same thing with uh, Sam Milligan last summer. But him, Pock, Brett Mutz, uh, got to mention Joe Peluso, bullpen pitcher, ERA of .39 this year. He's Jeez. He is interesting because he's the combo of like he can be the closer if you need him or he can go like three or four mm. out of the pen i mean we've had some huge additions like the past couple of years he's been like yeah he's a wayne guy you know yeah, him yeah. guys like him matt reiner sean mahan like they've been there forever you know but i mean just the back end of the pen man like we got cole peichel coming back from injury uh cory woodcock is another guy who has a power off speed pitch tristan corcoran has uh been getting healthy he's been banged up a little bit at elon younger brother of Billy, but, you know, I just, like, you know, I, I trust all these guys. I mean, the worst ERA on our entire roster, regardless of amount of innings, is 2.75. So, the one thing for us is the lineup, the lineup I would consider 
very good, I, I, but I wouldn't consider it great, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, makes I sense. think it's, yeah. at worst, second or third best lineup in the league. Talk about some of the guys here. Uh, Drew Van Horn, who we'll talk with Josh a little bit about, a little bit about Misericordia. He's hitting 400. Matt Briner's been rock solid all year. He just, like, never strikes out. Nope. Um, Alden Mathis joined the, joined the squad after the MLB draft when he didn't end up getting picked. He was in the lineup that night. And I wasn't at that game because yes. I was at Edco. And I checked Game Changer, and the first thing I see is A. Mathis. I'm like, no way. We have all three of them now. We have Cam Alden and then Owen. Shout out Club Baseball Penn State. We collected uh, all the Mathises. We did, yeah. It's like the Infinity Stones. Yeah. You know, we got them. And, and um, hopefully that will lead us somewhere. We got uh, Jake Ciani from Johns Hopkins having a good year. Nate Sides. Like, it's going to be some interesting line of decisions. But overall, like, we have a lot of – like good to great but like you know the best average on the team being 400 after that like 377 you know like it's it's not a dominant offense but it's a very good one it's one that unfortunately can get cold a little but it also has as high of a ceiling as anybody oh yeah that's i mean i think that is is a bit of a decent like you guys have a really good offense i think it's it's one that like you probably can get through but also like if you make mistakes, they're going to punish you. Like, there's very good hitters, like, one through nine. So. And it's it's a weird lineup because we kind of struggle with, like, I hate to say it, like, worse pitching. Like, if someone's throwing slower. You know, like, when we faced the guy, Lucas, Rob Lucas on Chester, he probably wasn't even throwing much over, like, 80, yeah, if yeah, anything. Yeah. And our guys are all, like, out in front. But, like, you know, we see someone throwing harder. Like, we have so many guys that played at such a high level, like, like Stephen Wells, mm-hmm. you know, pro baseball. Like, a lot of D1 guys that they want to see this higher yeah, velo you know their swings are a lot more built for higher velo pitching and being able to face that you know i swear steven wells would rather face you know 95 he's due. I, like, yeah he's due to just he hit the first home run on the roof at devon prep really matt kane had the first home run at devon prep he hit the right center you know where the fence gets lower yeah, yeah. wells hit the first one on the roof um yeah no he's been slowly creeping up he it's weird because like he has still been getting like his on base percentage is 463, mm. but his average is 227. Yeah. He gets walked and that's hit. A, that's average is raising. He though, gets, like. I mean, he has more walks than strikeouts. He also has been hit by seven pitches. Like, he, Jeez. you know, teams are, I mean, as they should be, like, they're not going mm. right after him, yeah. right? And, and he's a guy where I feel like if he starts driving the ball like he has in the past, like, that he has the that, that you become a great. I mean, offense we, we talked about this last episode. Him and Chris Salvi are the two loudest, like, bats in the like lattice barrels yeah, in the dude, league you yeah, know 100 uh but yeah no i mean the main thing to watch out for on this wayne offense is you know seeing alden mathis back at the top of the order and nate sides in my opinion i know this might be a hot take might be the best just pure hitter in the league that dude barrel yeah. barrel every time he he gets up even if it's an out it's a loud out and he went you know he he got married recently so he missed at least a, like a week or two came back first game like like nothing left um yeah he's been i mean stuck. he's been good for forever yeah he's he was, on, he was on Concord for a while. Yeah, that was, he was. I mean, we played against him when he was at Alvernia, and he was like doubling off the like, short hopping on the wall yeah. right center. Like just yeah, no, I mean, it. I think a lot of our lineup, you know, is I probably have a good idea what it's going to be, but the thing is, the longer media literally keeps winning, the less Tommy Bradley's around. Uh, our catcher, I think it's going to probably end up being Matt Kane, but I mean, Jake Verbitsky's played well for us this year, too. I mean, Matt's also a great catcher. Yeah, they're both great catchers, and it's so impressive seeing. You know, Matt's going into his senior year high school. Jake's going into his junior year. Dude's built like a truck. Yeah, I thought he was the middle dude. brother, and I found out that you know he was the one uh, that's still at Episcopal. I'm like, geez, man, like that, that family is just yeah. massive. 
but yeah, no, I mean, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be joined in a little bit here by Josh to talk about this series, but I think that if our offense can play up to the potential, then it's going to be tough to beat us. Uh, but a, another guy whose pitching staff has been quieting people is ready to join us here. So let's welcome on Aston Valley's Josh Lillis. All right, we are now joined by Aston Valley pitcher Josh Lillis, a Sun Valley alum who's heading to Misericordia in just a couple weeks. Josh, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, we got you nice, uh, nice and down the shore, too. I can't think of a better place to talk uh, yeah. to baseball. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we'll start with uh, your game against uh, Marple on, what was it? Uh, Thursday, Thursday, right? First right? game Thursday, I think, yeah. Yeah. Threw a great game when uh, – Complete game allowed seven or six Ks, two just two hits. What was working for you that day? Um, my fastball. I mean, I just threw my, the my fastball basically the whole game. I mean, my curveball is like normally my pitch that I lean on like to go with my fastball, but it wasn't really working for me. So I had to kind of improvise. I mean, I know I pitch good, but I mean, my curveball wasn't really working, and I just leaned on my fastball and. I mean, they just couldn't hit it. You drop any splitters on anyone like you did to me? That was mean. Yeah. <laughs> mean. Yeah, yeah. I was throwing my splitter. I mixed that in. I mean, I throw uh, a couple other pitches, so I was mixing everything in. Yeah. I, was talk- I was talking to Ben before we recorded. I'm like, we'd played in Edco, and that's, you know, when uh, when I faced you, and I would said something to you. Where I'm like, I wonder if he knows, like, I'm a guy that, you know, runs this account that's been doing this all year, if, if I'm just, like, some random dude. That's why I like, sent you a DM after. I'm like, by the way, like I was the kid that was like, "Hey, your splitter's nasty." <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know at the time. Yeah, I was totally shocked when you DM me. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. Um, so had you faced this Marple lineup before uh, throughout the year? Or were you kind of just going in doing what works for you? Yeah, I actually the game that I pitched last was against them, so I pitched against them two games in a row. But I mean, not all their players were there. You know, like, this is how, like, the men's league goes. Like, some people show up, some people don't. I mean, and I pitched – it was actually pretty funny. The final score was 2-1 to one in that game, too. So, I mean, it, it was just kind of like a repeat of the of the last game. And I pitched against the same pitcher that pitched against me in the in the playoffs. So, it was kind of like a rematch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was – it looked like – so, I was out there covering that game. It looked like you got, like, rushed a little bit for the warm-up, like – yeah so i went out to like the bullpen to throw like my pitches and everything i might have thrown like five pitches before they like told me that i had to go out into the mound i was like i guess we're just going with it yeah that's normally normally i warm up and i take a while but i mean i just had to improvise yeah it didn't didn't seem like it affected you too much i mean you threw great yeah yeah (laughs) was it was it because it was a 545 start, not six. Is that why like they were rushing you a little bit? Because they want to yeah, make sure the game's exactly don't get suspended. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, they wanted to get the game like started early. So I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. All right. So uh one of the things about this league I always find really cool is you now get to pitch, you know, on your high school mound, but in a different uniform. And you get to play with some of your old Sun Valley teammates. So like what's it like to be pitching, you know, on Sun Valley, but you're not playing for Sun Valley? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think too much about it. It's kind of weird if you if you think too much about it, but uh, I think it's really fun getting to play with some guys that I miss playing with, like Colin Porter and Vinny Proietto. Like, I really liked playing with them in a Valley uniform, but playing with them in an Aston uniform is just as fun, and being out there again, it's a good feeling having them as teammates and them knowing what I can do and 
them having confidence in me, like it, it makes me want to pitch better. Yeah, definitely. So you're gonna be uh, you're heading out to college at Misericordia in a couple of weeks, fresh off a World Series appearance. How are you feeling about that? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, they got a really good program up there. And I'm just excited to get there, get to work, and just see what I can do to help them improve and get better. I mean, they didn't win the World Series, so there's, like, always – you can always improve. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What was it about, like, Misericordia that, you know, made you want to go there? Was there anything specific that kind of helped you come to the decision? Um, I, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot of things. But uh, the head coach, Pete Egbert, uh, was really – what really I think persuaded me just like his uh, confidence in me and just being like a good guy and just like persuading me to go there. It's nice to feel wanted, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you are going to be going against uh, a future teammate of yours and Drew Van Horn, uh, who's been great for us for Wayne. So I guess that seems like a good segue in. So what do you know about this Wayne team that you're going to be matching up against? Well, um, I know you guys are really good. And uh, you guys didn't really lose too many games all season. Like Alex Pock, I know, is on your team. Um, he was a travel teammate of mine. And uh, I'm good friends with him. So I'm interested to, like, face him. Also, Drew, like, we had the same orientation date. And, like, I've known him because he goes to Granite Valley. And it'll be interesting to face him and just face some really good competition. That's what I'm looking forward to. So you guys – so one of my really good friends is your uh, your manager, Dylan Everly. So he was saying that you guys are a pretty good, like pretty tight knit team and everything. So what, I mean, what's that been like? And also just what's it been like having to deal with him as a coach for <laughs> like at Sun Valley and now? <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was a Sun Valley. Yeah, he's a Sun oh, Valley I didn't know that. Coach, I didn't yeah. Know. yeah, I mean, uh, he's just a good guy. I mean, I I love having him as a coach. He's easy to talk to. Just he always has confidence in me. Like if I'm warming up in the pen. And uh, I'm not really feeling my pitches or whatever the case may be. He just always gives me confidence. He's like, who cares? Go out there and just pitch. Like, I, I know you're great. Just do your thing. And just he's kind of like having another player as a coach, you know, and it's just it's really good to have them both for some Valley and then now an ass. And so it's been really fun, like being able to play with him as my coach. It's like the most obscure thing he's put in the group chat. Like, I, <laughs> there's got <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> not safe for work. No, no. Not safe for the. Uh, not safe for the humid airways of Southeastern. No, no. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Um. So for this series coming up, it's interesting. I actually think our teams are constructed very similarly. Where you know we have good lineups, but pitching is going to be what determines the series. And I think it was so in 2021. Ben and I were on Upper Derby. Ben was hurt at the time. We were both there, and Aston beat Wayne to get to the finals, and it was because. Kyle Maxwell, uh, Trevor Jump, and then Chris Murphy. Yeah. I hated facing that guy. You know, just shut the Wayne offense down. So I think I'm feeling a lot of low scoring games. I know how I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I think our pitching is uh a big part of like our team, especially this past series. Like we just went back to back games, just throw like our pitching, just throwing gems and being guys and just shutting the other team down like Marple. They just couldn't really do much on the offensive end against us. And that's ultimately what like led us to sweep them. So I'm, I'm thinking the same thing is going to be for you guys as well. Yeah. So for anybody listening that might not know too much about this Aston team, like who are some of your guys that have helped get you this far? 
Um, I know Ty is the pitcher that threw, uh, like, this past game against Marple, who him and Aiden Shermall threw a combined no-hitter. I mean, that was super fun to watch. I went and watched that game. Like, they both put on, like, pitching displays. They walked to walk some batters, but, I mean, ultimately they couldn't really get any hits. And I think those two guys have really helped us on the pitching end. And then on the hitting end, just our whole our whole lineup, like Tomer, he hits the ball really well. As Sean, he's a he's a Wilmu guy. We have a couple of Wilmu guys on our roster, and he he hits really well. And Cody, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a two out double in like the first inning that uh, in our last game against Marple. He's a big hitter. We have some good players on our team that like really have helped us win some games. I always joke that if there's a player I don't know on Aston Valley, I just look up the Wilmington roster. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. assume he's probably there somewhere. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – and that's a good program to oh, know, yeah, be getting guys from uh, for sure. No, I mean, I think – have you have you pitched at Devin Prep yet this year? I have not. This will be my first game there. Wear, like, turf shoes or sneakers. I was going to say, like, like – Actually, know, though. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a pitcher. I usually just play first outfielder DH. Ben's a pitcher. How do you feel about turf mounts? Um, I mean, I don't really like let that stuff bother me. I know I just pitch whatever, but uh, I definitely prefer dirt mound. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure for pitchers, you're allowed to wear whatever you want. I think you can yeah. wear medals. Well, that was that was why I said that we had when we were there, our guys wearing medals were slipping. Yeah, and, like, I wore turfs and was fine. So that was kind of a, hmm. if you have them, <laughs> if you yeah, yeah, but. Let's see. All right. So do you know what, obviously, you know, the results of the games could dictate this, but do they have like a plan for when they want you to throw or is it kind of just play it by ear? Cause I don't, you pitch Thursday. So I know they don't want to like rush you back. Yeah. I think it's just playing it by ear. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know they want me to start a game this week. So. Yeah. I believe it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I forget if there's a game five. I think they just do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but yeah, they're much. Yeah, yeah. It's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, well, no. I, I will not be there Monday night because I'm going to uh, watch the Little League State Championship game and cover that. So I'm going to be missing missing the first game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you know, maybe if you're lucky, you can get a Delco Stakes Player of the Game Award. Uh, get a free <laughs> cheesesteak for another oh, good yeah. start. It's too bad that you didn't have that last week. Yeah, you would have gotten pretty easily. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, last thing, last thing we'll uh, ask you here and we'll let you go. So for you guys to win the semifinal matchup, get back to the finals, what do you think needs to happen specifically for you guys? Um, I know our pitching has been really like good at like getting us to this point, but I think our hitting and just putting together runs is really what's going to get us over the edge. Like Vinny Prieto, like doing the little stuff. Yeah, I know he had like a couple hits last game. And, I mean, he's he just steals bases like left and right, like good baseball plays. There's a ton of guys on our team. We're gonna have to like step up on the offensive end and just keep doing our jobs and just like helping us win games. Yeah, he's he's gritty. I don't know if oh, you played yeah, against him. Yeah, he's I was, gritty. I, uh, I haven't played against him. Actually, yeah. no, yeah, when I threw against them, he, he okay, was yeah. did a lot of good yeah. at bats. Like I went, and then the game I went to just like menace on the base bats. Yeah. Like, just gets after it. Yeah, all right. Well, wish you the best. I'll see you out there. Obviously, I won't be there tomorrow night, but I'll be in the dugout most likely for the entire series <laughs> with how good our team is, man. Uh, but thank you for coming on, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. You. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a good one. All right, last but not least, we're going to unfortunately talk about the Philadelphia Phillies who just embarrassed themselves with a series loss to the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. And I almost took them 
out of this episode entirely after that embarrassment. They lost the poop series. They lost the poop series. There's just not much else to say. There's a lot of reasons they lost this series, but honestly, I want to talk about their base running for a second because Bryce Harper ran them into an out when he stupidly went. Well, so like, actually, that that might have been Bohm's fault uh, when he kind of ran to third and then Harper decided to just run home. But Harper, I swear to God, this dude thinks any ball he hits, he can get a double because he wasn't even close for that one out. Yeah, it's the aggressiveness you love when it works and just are like, what is going on when it doesn't? Um, so I think you got it's one of those things you just almost have to take the good with the bad. Like it's it's just going to be it exists. Yeah, it's happening. it just feels like there's more bad right now. That's the problem. It's just being highlighted. Bad you know, right yeah. Uh, another thing that's really pissing me off is why are we benching Bryson Stott just because they're facing a lefty? Josh Harrison sucks at baseball. Like I'm sorry. I don't know. Bryson Stott also has, like, newfound dad strength, so, like, I, I don't understand. You gotta take advantage of that. Like, like, I just feel like we don't owe Josh Harrison anything. Like, I, yeah. I don't know why we feel the need to continue to give him starts. Like, Stott hits lefties fine because he's a great hitter, and he deserves, like, I get rest days every once in a while, but there. Yeah, I, but I, like, he doesn't need to rest that much. I see Josh Harrison in this lineup far more than I would like, and it's just like Bryson Stott has earned the right to be in the lineup every single day. Like, you could make a strong argument. He's been their best hitter from start to where we are right now this season, just consistently. You know, and even the powers, I mean, he looks like he might end up somewhere 15 to 20, which is what we drafted him to do. We didn't draft him at 30 home runs, you know. But you know who's not hitting right now? Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos just make me so upset when I watch them play baseball. They just both look a little bit lost right now. It's... I don't really know. I mean, Trey's kind of looked lost all year. Uh, this is a little bit new for Nick, but I, I don't really know. I don't know what to say about either thing. It's just like every time Trey Turner's up, I'm like, all right, ground ball to shortstop. Every time Cassianos is up, I'm like, all right, he's going to swing at a slider that's low and away, and it's going to be the same thing every single day. Oh, spit bars right there. I wasn't, even trying, I wasn't even trying to do that. This has been a full 180 from, like, the last time. Yeah, I mean, like, I... Listen, I... I mean, I listen, I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but the way they're playing right now is not inspiring. I almost don't you know. want them to. I just... Oh, I'm no, so don't sick. say that. I'm so sick. Yeah. No, I mean... I it, want my mental health back. Yeah, no, that is a good point. Um, but at the end of the day, on, like, the problem is baseball's not played on paper. But if it was, they have the best roster of the wild card oh, yeah, competitors. Oh, Um... I want to give a quick shout out to your boy Christopher Sanchez here yeah, because he got pulled after five no hit innings, and apparently Rob Thompson came out and said he was having stomach issues, like he was sick and he was pitching through it. That's why they took him out early. It was the poop series. Yeah, literally the poop series. But the fact that I mean, trading for a starter should not be what their no, target no, is. That's not anyone that says. I'm at the point now that anyone that like that's a makes a start makes a trading for a starter a priority is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, my dream, I would say, see, the problem is Cody Bellinger was my guy. Then the yeah, Cubs Then the Cubs got hot. Adam Duvall would be great. I mean, he's yeah, someone who. It's, it's going to be, it's looking like somewhere you're just kind of, unless we have like some just like, I, I don't know if you, did you see the uh, the fake one about Luis Robert? 
That got me for a second. Yeah, well, once I saw what the name of the yeah, fake Twitter yeah, account was, I'm not going to say that. But yeah, I saw it popped on my feed saying you liked it. And then I saw the name, because like that, yeah, it, looked I, it looked legit for a second. I'm not going to lie. It looked legit, and then I checked the comments, and they were like, yeah, this is a troll. And yeah. I, I kind of looked for myself. It's, it's literally like someone who tweets about the Phillies all the time and just switches yeah. the name, which is really lame. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, Adam Duvall, Teoscar Hernandez. I don't really want Tommy Pham. Uh, but I would he's, take. I, I would, just don't think he's very good. I would take Mark Canna. Yeah, I think. I'd take Mark. I mean, just like somebody that's better than you know putting Schwarber in left or Rojas, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's just hard to try and you know give a young kid like a true chance when you're in the yeah, middle of a play. Like you yeah, can't wait for him to yeah, him. I, I, I don't. I honestly, it's just something that they're gonna have to like. You're gonna have to take a risk on something. You're gonna have to try and piece it together and just hope it works. And it just, yeah, I don't know. Well, the schedule it it has the opportunities for them to uh, to get back into things. So they're heading to Miami for four. With the way they played in Miami, honestly, I'd be happy with the split. Yeah. Uh, but then they got three versus Kansas City at home and four versus Washington at home. Like that should be a six and one, you know, stretch. It should be. I'm not saying it will be, but they, <laughs> said they, like there's no there's there's no excuse to no no yeah, you know, yeah lose a game absolutely like if they're dropping stuff like, the at home series to Kansas City and Washington like it might be crazy. like you know division games sometimes get weird I get it but like Kansas City is terrible yeah then again so is Pittsburgh so it's gonna be like the Bobby Witt coming out mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a disaster yeah. Well, luckily for us, there is a lot of good Delco baseball that is not the Philadelphia Phillies for us to focus on. So if you're listening to this, go head out to Newtown Edgemont Monday night. Go head out to some Delco League playoffs this week. Uh, ben and I will either be wearing our uniforms or our Delco Baseball Now shirt. So uh, so come say hi and uh, watch some good baseball. That's really all I have to say. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be a good – it's a good, like, next couple weeks for Delco baseball. Really, like, come out to O'Hara, come out to Devon Prep. Um Buggy Field's gonna have a couple. Bonner, like Nell, go see. Do yeah. some good baseball in the area for yeah. free if you're looking for it. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. All right, as always, thank you for tuning into the program. We'll hopefully have some uh, some good recaps for you next time. But thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.